Coming up, Star Wars Celebration 2017 just happened. We went to it, and we're going to talk about it and let you know what we thought about it in this episode of DizPop. DizPop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and in this episode of DizPop, I'm going to be joined by my Wookiee Cookie, Craig Williams. <laughs> I called you Wookiee Cookie. I couldn't think of anything, uh, a better nickname there for you. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Star Wars Celebration, it just happened over the, over this past weekend here in Orlando, um, exciting stuff, and, um, we want to talk to you about it. I figured what we could do is just kind of go through each day about how it was all, uh, how it all went, what we thought of the, uh, the event overall, and whether this is something you should plot out in the future to maybe go to or not. And honestly, I think, uh, we might even be smarter to start by taking a step back and saying that, uh. When we went into this weekend, we did absolutely zero planning, mm-hmm. zero preparation at all. I mean, I didn't even look at the schedule till like Thursday. I, I can tell you, I looked at the schedule for not for the first time. I looked at the schedule, I think about two weeks ahead of the event, and it just really didn't dawn on me that this is uh, a convention, um, something to like really start like planning out for. I don't, I just don't know why. And um, then on Thursday night, the uh, or sorry, I guess it would have been Wednesday night, uh, the night before the event was supposed to start. That's when I actually sat there uh, at eight o'clock, uh, right before I was about to start my screening for Fate of the Furious. Mm. I'm like, okay, uh, people are already allowed to start going in and waiting in line for the first panel yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, you called me, and I was like, you were like, there's people in line. Yeah, and, and I'm so- like, nah. And I'm like, okay, well, should I just leave the movie and go get in line? What should I do? I, I just, I, that's when I realized it dawned on me, like, I need to start right now and get an idea of actually what I wanted to do that weekend, what needed to be accomplished, because I didn't. So I think the first thing to say is, I mean, well, we didn't have any plan for it. So th- it absolutely did skew our opinions on a lot of this. Uh, and that's our fault for well, it. You know, here's the thing. I think before you go to uh, um, a convention, you have to ask yourself. There's two types of people. Are you an expo uh, expo floor type of yes. person or are you a panel type of person? Because honestly, you're not – you can do a little bit of both, but you have to decide which one's more – and which one are you more invested in. Yeah. You know? No, you, you can't accomplish everything. Yeah. Uh, you want to do everything – you just can't. You really have to decide, am I going to spend all my time waiting in lines to see these panels, or am I going to spend all my time waiting in line to try to get exclusive merch and other experiences in the Expo Center? The reason why I want to I want to say all this stuff about the convention and waiting and everything is because we have a pretty big convention coming up here in Orlando at the, the end of May that is actually coinciding with the beginning of our 20th anniversary uh, Diz event. Um, the first part of that weekend over Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I think that's Memorial Day weekend, right? No. Or is that Memorial be. Day the week before? I'll, I will actually, let me just look up the date really quick to tell you specifically what it is. It is May 20. 
Are we talking about MegaCon, the dates we for that? We are talking about MegaCon. The dates for that are May 25th through the 28th. Yes, so that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you are coming into town um, for our Diz 20th anniversary event, it might be something worth checking out. You know, you could come and say hello to Craig and myself. That'll probably be there to yes. cover that as well. Um, but MegaCon's a little different as in it, the normal conventions. They're very variety. It's a variety. It's kind of all over the yeah. place. So ours is, has a big uh, Rocky Horror presence this year, along with there's a, a bunch of guests from like Doctor Who, uh, from Legends of Tomorrow, um, all over the place kind of. Um, so I don't think it'll be quite a camp out event necessarily. However, there is going to be a big rocky horror panel i'm sure and that's going to be draw a lot of attention and you need to know like do i get there early what am i going to do and you know unfortunately you end up waiting a lot yeah. a, a big amount of time but you have to just be like mentally prepared for that yeah um so anyway so we'll we'll go over the we'll go over the star wars well, uh, stuff yeah. let's uh, let's start with what is star wars celebration for people out there who just don't know well what is it well what is it it is the official the premiere it's the premiere the official Star Wars convention, expo, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, featuring uh, panels made up of uh, celebrity guests from mm-hmm. the Star Wars universe, uh, people who worked on the films, people, uh, in this case, who are now working on the Star Wars land that is coming through there, uh, people who wrote books, uh, just anyone involved in the Star Wars Music, universe. voice yeah. actors, all the, all this stuff, you know, production designers, whatever. And that's just for the panels. Then you have the expo, as we've already alluded to, mm-hmm. which is just this mixture between people who are, uh, who make licensed Star Wars products. So well, there's think- that. There, yeah, there's the official stuff, like Hasbro was there, Funko Pop Lego. was there. Lego. Um, they had the airline that built the yeah. R2-D2 and, and BB-8 airplanes, airliners. Um, you know, Disney had a booth there. Yep. Um, and then you've got uh, some other people that have the kind of offshoot, you were saying. Like, well, I think it was all officially licensed stuff yeah, there. Everything since was it was official. official. Since it's an officially sponsored event. Um but then you you have your autographs and photo area, so you can you potentially could get an autograph or photo with like Mark Hamill, yeah. Forrest Whitaker, Felicity Jones, you know all these people. Yeah, official merchandise in their official store. Then a ton of uh, a ton of extra stores that were also there. People selling memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Uh, just literally, it. If you ever thought like, hey, I want to try to track down this Star Wars item that I'm not having uh, not having a lot of luck trying to find. This is the exact place where where you go to find it. You might pay a pretty penny, um, but you will find it. There was even a whole something that caught me off guard. I'm not sure if it's at most conventions uh, besides just celebration, but the tattoo section. I don't know if it's uh, tattoos is a thing that's at all conventions, but it is. You will see it at MegaCon. It's gonna have it's gonna have a tattoo alley, and it's gonna have like 15 different tattoo artists there, and people go and get their tattoos there. It, it, It was like at at Star Wars Celebration, it was, um, like, they all had very specific Star Wars photos up there of themselves, the artists, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, a lot I of these... I don't get it, you know? A lot of these ones here were uh, official Lucasfilm licensed tattoo artists, mm-hmm. and that's why they were able to do the designs. I mean, clearly they had to be. That's why they were allowed to come in and do it. Uh, and everyone had such a different style. I mean, they could all do the standard stock tattoos in there, uh, but... They all had just an incredible style. It was so cool to see, watch. People were constantly 
getting tattooed this entire event. I'm pretty sure uh, free spots being open were few and far between. And I am sure they do have tattoos at Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, all all the big ones. I I think it goes along with it. Because the one thing that you you don't really expect um, is that once you're there and you're in that atmosphere, you've got that fan passion yeah you're jazzed up yeah you're jazzed up it's it's just it's driving i almost got a tattoo and well it's because that's the thing you're there these are some of the better tattoo artists and you're you're like okay well now i have a specific place an unforgettable place that i've gotten it too you can be like i got this at star wars celebration you know i got the 40 the star wars 40 you know yeah i did did not get that i'm not saying i got it yeah i i found one that i was going to get i was I the artist, I loved it. I loved the style and the design. And then when I asked about the price, it was ridiculous for like uh probably like a do half dollars even exist anymore? The I like half to dollar coins. Do. Yeah. So for like a half dollar coin size tattoo, uh they were charging a hundred and fifty dollars for it. Well I, uh, that's what was the design? Uh just of the Rebel Alliance. I think that's how much they are. That's the thing. No, that, no, 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 no. No, you've seen it for less? Like, no. I mean, I know that's a simple... No. My friend's got the Rebel Alliance on his right here. Yeah. Which is, it looks cool. It's a cool tattoo. No, no. It's... I mean, yes, maybe it, it with these licenses, they charge that much. They also know people are going to do it. Yeah. But you can find tattoo parlors that are good, reputable. Well, reputable. See, and yours, that doesn't require a lot of work either. Exactly. That's literally a line. Was it filled in you wanted it, or was it just literally an outline? No, I was going to have it filled in too, but um, it's – and I know. I asked I asked plenty of people that – I don't have a tattoo yet, but I asked plenty of people who do what the price was. And I, I've priced stuff out before when I thought I was going to get some, and everyone agreed that it was going to be a ripoff for the price. So I tell you what. So when we go to MegaCon and cover that, if we can find a tattoo artist that I like, I have a tattoo that I know I'm definitely getting um, that um, I could carry with me, and yeah. we could – I'll get one there. If we can find somebody that's it's reasonably priced, and we can make a fun video out of it. I will get a tattoo of the band tattoo. I didn't know there was a band. Oh. <laughs> Not All the things gonna you said. get us. Oh, I went with the second signal. There that you was go. terrible. Okay. I, I know too much tattoo. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So, um, you know, it's something about in the moment, whatever. Yeah. But anyway. So I think we did a good job there explaining of what Star yeah. Wars Celebration is. So let's talk about our journey with Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. And uh, it starts with you. Yes, it does start with me. As I referenced, as we kicked this off, um, once I found out that the queuing process began at 8 o'clock the night before the first full day, um, I had to make that decision because uh, the reason people were queuing is basically the first two days there was a big panel that required having these sleep overnights. So sleep overnights are where they opened up the convention center queue hall from 8 o'clock p.m. until 12 o'clock, p- 12 o'clock a.m. And during that time, anyone could come in that they wanted to, uh, and you would start to get in line for the big panel that was happening the next day. So Wednesday night, people were waiting for uh, the 40 Years of Star Wars panel that was happening at 11 a.m. on Thursday. And on Thursday night, uh, people started waiting for the next day's, Friday's 11 a.m. panel that was for The Last Jedi. And so I made the decision. 40 Years of Star Wars was something I really wanted to see. Uh, The rumors were swirling that George Lucas might show up. You knew all the celebrities that were coming to the event were probably going to be here for this one. And so I decided to give it a shot. 
Um, and I should have realized that things weren't going to go so well when at 4.30, that's when people started tweeting that they were starting the line. Even that's though just it, insane to me. Yeah, even though it didn't open up until uh, 8 p.m. for it. So um, long story short, I because I was at Fate of the Furious, I did not get a chance to get in line until like five minutes before midnight. Uh, at that point, they said that they were counting as people came into line and that it was full to be in the main stage. But there was also conflicting reports with other people saying, well, you know, it's it, there's still a chance that you'll be able to make it in. So you're definitely in a streaming room because they had two other rooms that were going to be doing a live stream of the, the panel and you still got the prize that they gave away for it. Um, well, but, and they, I should say this too. They, I was surprised at the number of these panels that were live streamed over the weekend. This is a that's a new thing, um, yeah. newer thing that these bigger conventions are starting to do. Um, you, you know, usually they have somebody cover it in a different area, but the, I like yesterday I saw Warwick Davis with the Mark Hamill panel on Twitter or something yeah. like that. No, this uh, this started um, a little bit with the last celebration, I believe, not last year's, but the one before, the one in Anaheim. Uh, the big thing was they were live streaming the very first panel with The Force Awakens. And uh, basically almost everything that was like big and massive for this event was live streamed. And so you could watch it right at home, and which, which is great for people who don't have the opportunity to attend, can't afford it. Um, maybe the ones who really only care about the panels, not the expo experience, and a way that they know they'll get to see everything without saying they had to be right there. Um, but yeah, so I was guaranteed into an overflow room. I spent not as long as a lot of people did. I mean, luckily I only spent 11 hours that night sleeping on concrete, trying to sleep, uh, because you couldn't between the noise. Um, and I, I mean this with the most love, a bunch of nerds with lightsabers <laughs> battling each it other for hours. It happened the next night too. It was terrible. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it, it ended up being... But you, you got a DJ your night, so... Yeah, and they did not repeat that the next the, night because yeah, of just complaints. bringing out a DJ at midnight is just foolish to me. Like, yeah. pump uh, it up the party. They're finally settling down. Let's get their energy going again. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, the, at the end of the day, I had to try because this was, this was the go-to event for thursday and uh it, it ended up being really amazing i was super jealous i didn't get in because george lucas did show up uh along with hayden christensen ian mcdermott your favorite actor from the star wars movies actually yeah yeah mm -hmm, sure uh and then of course peter mayhew billy d williams anthony daniels uh work david hosted the davis, davis sorry hosted the event uh mark hamill was there and then of course the surprise was harrison Just all Ford. in one place you know yeah and during that panel billy lord did a tribute to her mother mm -hmm. which was absolutely moving the the video of that is out there uh now too for anyone to see and then uh after she was done with her tribute then the curtains rise up and you find out that john williams is there playing with the that's cool. orlando uh philharmonic symphony and they started with Princess Leia's theme, uh, which was very fitting, and then moved right into. Uh, bum, 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 yeah, bum. no, <laughs> then they they did not go to the cantina. Then they moved into uh, the main the main title yeah. from Star Wars and ended ended that show with the Imperial March. But everyone who left uh, got a Princess Leia tribute poster. Yeah, it was which a beautiful was, poster. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Yours. So I, I'm glad that even though I wasn't in the main one. 
I still got. Uh, and it was I got a limited a poster because it. it said it was limited to eight thousand. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. okay. So uh, Craig makes a, a pretty big point though. Um, kind of if you, if there's any way that you could like do any research on the convention hall that you're going yeah. to, uh, because where we went to D23 in 2015, the where they had this the their main hall held probably four times the size of yeah. what was in ours. I when we did the last Jedi panel, it was not even the size of the middle section of the D23 hall. And I was kind of surprised by this yeah. um, because so I, I thought this is the big thing in there. So where we thought, I mean, I guess I'll get to that when we, well, when the, we get the, to that point. The so. numbers were all conflicting. Some people were saying that the main stage, the galaxy stage, they said it heard, held, <laughs> herded, herded. They, they said it held 3,100 seats in there, and 400 were always See, being I don't saved even think for there VIP many. press and that. Yeah, it didn't even feel like that for me. Um, but then the smaller one, the celebration stage was around 2,500, and the behind-the-scenes stage was even smaller than that. But that was basically all the way down at the end of a hall. They just placed a screen in there and some chairs. So, um, yeah, definitely finding out how much it can hold uh, and just, you know— asking staff all the time like what's the chance um they were also doing standby lines right outside of the the theaters so when they needed to fill last second seats because they had room left over you could still get in that way i wish i would have known i probably would have skipped the live stream just and waited to stand there to see if i could get in at the last second especially being by myself that day so uh you tried to lure me in i was working on my costume my cosplay for megacon that night so i was already involved in something yeah so i couldn't be i couldn't wrap my brain around it but yeah that was the main panel that day it was pretty awesome uh i just want to mention some of the other things that were going on that day uh in terms of panels just so you get an idea of what happens because to me the panels were the big reason why i i wanted to do the event to see these things it's my favorite part of d23 as well when i've done them but you know, my I also very much enjoyed the expo once I really got to explore it. But uh, other big panels they had during the day was uh, Smooth Talking with Billy D. Williams, um, Dave Filoni animated Origins and Unexpected Fates. That was uh, Dave Filoni is uh, one of the of Rebels or something. He was working on Clone Wars and moved to Rebels, and he's just I think he's rumored to direct one of the spinoff movies right now too. He just he has just grown incredibly through the Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars legacy right now. He is he is a huge in the stories. So uh, he a lot of people were very excited for that one. Um, and then, sorry, I do apologize. I did not have this written down. The Ian McDermott panel was also held that day for people who wanted to see that. The music of Rogue One analysis with David Collins was another very popular one. Uh, just. All, all over the point uh, place. Uh, Ray Park did one that day. Disney Parks and Star Wars merchandise happened that day where they announced a bunch of new uh, Her Universe items as well as things that you'll start to see Star Wars related. Yeah, that's where the they made the announcement. Uh, so this is a weird off-tangent, but I have a, uh, two really good friends. One was my first roommate when I moved to Florida, um, Jillian Hopke, and you've seen her on the show before because she's done like the Marvel crafting mm-hmm. with me. She's my Marvel go-to person. Super nerd like me, um, but she also is a Cupcake Wars winner, and um, she's got a store in Winter Park, and she... So before Jilly Cakes was its own store, like years back, um, she started making these cupcakes for like uh, cast member friends and stuff like that. So Ashley Eckstein came, who was the the founder of her universe, came and 
to Star Wars weekends and she wanted cupcakes and they had seen that Jill does the Star Wars cupcakes. So she had her make like the salacious crumb cupcake. And then here we are years later, like Ashley kept in contact with Jill. And so Jill was actually the official, like the cupcake of the, of the celebration, yeah. which you, you've had, you tried multiple ones of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> delicious. But, um, so I, Got to meet Ashley um, while we were there because her the her universe is right there. Just a brief like, hey, how are you? Yeah. Um, but but still, she she was a very nice lady. But um, I also have another friend, Lindsay Taylor, and she and I work together at Disney. And then she's got a sister, Ashley, who I knew did graphic design and all this stuff. Well, Ashley Taylor's also the one who makes all of the. Uh, she's moved to California in the last year or two, and. She's the one who makes all of those um, Disney Parks uh, blog releases. These art every other day yeah. every day whatever a week um that's her sister who's been doing it oh. and so i didn't know that she now had this thing going on with ashley Eckstein too because i like she keeps telling me like oh interview ashley interview ashley and i'm like yeah 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 because I, I only met ashley a handful of times but now i'm like i saw the announcement and i was like man i should have interviewed ashley back <laughs> in the day so Lindsay's been like yelling at me but it's just funny that you have these people from these realms that kind of all come together and, yeah. you know, it just shows you if you're passionate about what you like and you find an enjoyment and find a way where your talent can bring you to it, you can be successful. Okay. So should we talk about our Thursday night? Yeah. So, okay. So I, I made the, I told Craig I would go Thursday night, wait in line with him. I, I, I did end up going at like five in the morning um, and I had to wait in like a two mile line to get around the building. Um, oh yeah. Sorry. I apologize. I, I went into the expo center Um so I was like, okay, well, you go in here, I'll go into the expo and just see see what's what's going on, whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I walked around in there, and that's where you you had left for the day, and then George Lucas and uh, Harrison Ford came out on the the live stage, yeah. and that's where they were like, oh. Harrison, do you look forward to watching a Han Solo movie as a fan? He was like, no, not at all. <laughs> so I was like, that's hilarious. He's just cranky, old man. But well, in that. I, I should say, he laughed about it too. <laughs> if if you're not going to the panels, uh, if that's something, if you were going to spend more time in the expo floor, that Star Wars live stage, um, yeah, Hayden where Christensen they did the live came show, out, yeah. Well, Felicity uh, Felicity Jones and Forrest Whitaker, they both came out on that stage. Yeah, uh, they were there doing photo ops and autographs. They didn't do any of the panels, as far as I know. But they came out on that stage. And it was an that. area where you could just wander up to, you yeah. know, go walk around it. Because it was built to be, you know, built to be this little media stage. And they wouldn't make an announcement, really. They'd just come out, and all of a sudden people start, like, running yeah. to that area. And you're like, what is everybody running over oh, there for? And yeah, like, there was people camped there all day. So yeah. if you didn't want to wait for the panels, you didn't want to pay the money for the autographs and other stuff, you still had a chance to see these yeah. celebrities on this stage, which was cool. Yeah, so that that was fun. So I, I kind of I, I walked around, I did the expo, and then I you know filmed a little bit. Went went to see Jill, um, uh, you know, and then I I went home and I to change, yeah. and I grabbed my portable little chair, mm -hmm. my neck pillow, a blanket, and you know the cameras. Threw it all in my backpack, you know, and uh, met you back at at the. Uh, at the line that you were in that was also like a mile long yeah. around the building. To, I was so afraid that we already missed it. Yeah, I night. mean, and I got to you by like 7.30, 7.45, and it was, I mean, all said and done, when we finally got into the panel the next day, we were some of the last few people in that panel. Um, yeah. But I do want to give a shout-out at this point in the show. I don't know if they watched this show specifically, but there was a family that was right in front of us when we went through this all who we camped out with who uh, were fans of the show. And yep. that was uh, Tony, Kim, Joy, AJ, Jaden. Yep. That's all of them. Um, they, honestly, they made the night. 
yeah. for us. I, I think it was great company. They were unobtrusive, but it was fun. Like we laughed with them. We had we were with them right up until we went into the panel the panel room. And then there were other listeners who were from California when um uh, who I also want to give a shout out to, and that's Jim and uh, Tad, who were who kept me company in line because something else special happened while you and I were camping out for the Last Jedi panel. Yeah, so uh, a lot of times during the celebration, uh, something big happens like that on the night before the movie panel. Um, you know, uh, two years ago, it was that J.J. Abrams came out and brought everyone pizza, mm. and they all got that. Well. We also got the experience, and that was that Ryan Johnson, the director of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, yeah, just randomly walked into the queue hall with his uh, with a megaphone and with the the promise that he wanted to come around and meet everyone who wanted to meet him. That yeah. was in that queue hall, which was I would say it was easily a good three to four thousand people in there. Oh, yeah, because um, we were probably least. right in the middle, and we were, like, 1,500, closer to 2,000, yeah. like, in there. And, like I said, there was still a whole other side of it. Um, I think what worked with him a little bit is he's not quite as high – I don't want to say high, as high profile, but he his his body of work thus far is kind yeah. of a niche, like, a little a little bit of a – like, Looper, fantastic movie. Agree. Um, Brick, <laughs> bless you. Good Lord. That's going to be terrible for people listening. Yeah, his, um, his other – Outing with JGL Brick. Yeah, a big fan of Brick. Yeah. In fact, uh, I've tried to replicate many a shot from Brick. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of creative filmmaking that he does, and then he reverses some shots yeah. and everything. But um, so I, you know, I knew who he was, and I, I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Because you, you if, think about it, you oftentimes meet like production designer, maybe somebody that worked in something, um, Wandooler that never gives up on Wandooling. Yeah. Um, you never meet the directors. They never go to these things. They're a rarity. You know, if they are there, they're never a picture, meet and greet, autograph picture, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So he came out, he signed stuff, like he signed my badge, and I got to take a picture with him, and he was very personable. And I was like, what? I, he so was already he came out, out for like, like three hours. Yeah, because he didn't get to me till like two in the morning. Yeah. You were passed out face down on the concrete floor when I came back. Because I went, you had seen him first. You went up and you'd gotten the autograph. And I, I was like, well, I'll go up too. And that yeah. was when he was like started doing the pictures and everything. And I went to go back to tell you. You were just like, yeah. you looked like somebody had killed you. Well, that was, that was the problem. I, I mean, I was still so tired from the night before. When he was there for about a half an hour and he was signing everything, I got up and I just took a walk. I had no... Like, I, I didn't plan on going over there, but as I was walking, he was starting to get close to where the, where it was going to be, like, an opening where more people could see him. This one girl comes out of nowhere, and she's just like, if we all form a human tunnel in single yeah. files on each side, he will come and see all of us. There's a better chance of that. And the guy who was his handler is like, you're absolutely right. He will. And so everyone just kind of fell in line. And so then I only had to wait there probably 15 minutes until he made his way to me. Yeah. By that point, though, you know, he was already there for close to an hour. And he was, you could tell he was starting to get overwhelmed. Yeah. So some people were taking selfies. Probably would have been the smarter choice for me uh, because literally, like, you have a squiggly line. <laughs> yeah. I have squiggly lines that I know is his. And a lot of people, I would say the majority of people there have the exact same squiggly lines 
So it's not like it's it's that because anyone who wanted to sign, he was literally doing the same thing. By the time he got to you, it was basically at the end. He was almost almost finished. Yeah. So he is actually taking a little bit more time. But we have a fun interaction because when yeah. I went to put my arm around him, he like hit me and in the side, and he or I was like, hey, and he went to go like do the fighting thing, and I was like, you all saw it. He struck me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. It was a fun, like, he was a good guy. I, you know, I tried to make it very brief. I just was like, hey, yeah. I'm a big fan of your work. You know, look forward to what you're going to bring to the movie. Oh, yeah. So. And you know what? That it, Me being happy about it, then falling asleep, and you being happy about it and falling asleep, that helped propel us into the actual event. Yeah, which... that that really made the, honestly, it it didn't feel like we were waiting as long as we did. It kind of made yeah. this multitude, multiple experiences. You know, it was, it was very euphoric. So needless yeah. to say, we made it into the last Jedi panel. Yes. Very exciting. So, um, you know, we didn't know it was hosted by Josh Gad. Yeah. That was a surprise. Yeah. He comes out and then obviously, you know, the, the people who come out are surprised. So we've got, uh, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, BB eight makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Kelly Marie Tran, Kelly Marie Tran, who's a new character in this movie. Um, uh, named Rose, and then uh, Ryan Johnson's there, and one other person, Mark Hamill, comes out. Yes, what, who's uh, were, that? Who's that other were guy? Were you setting it up like that, or did you <laughs> no, just? No, I actually forgot <laughs> okay. that it was Mark Hamill. But Mark Hamill is like he's got a lot of stories to tell. He likes yeah. talking to people. You can tell. Um, so they came out, and then they debuted a poster that they gave us all, yeah, which is just poster. a beautiful. If you haven't seen it yet, it's just it's wonderful. It's just that all red with Ray with the lightsaber, and you know, one side's uh, Luke, one side's Kylo Ren. It's yeah. just it's beautiful. It's brilliant. Um, Craig's already got his framed. He went out right away, and um, so they gave us that, and then uh, they played the teaser. Yeah, played it twice in a row. Thank God, because people wouldn't shut up the first time. Yeah, and uh, it's just just the experience of being in that room, being the oh, first. Oh yeah, there's an energy yeah. that you cannot you can't describe. I mean, my first experience with that type of energy was at D23 yeah. with you when like they were when it was the Force Awakens when it was like Harrison Ford came out and stuff. And this like though when you know the trailers coming and just like yeah. being there with people that this that are probably like it's life changing for them. You yeah. know, it, Star Wars probably had a massive influence on their life yeah. and. So it's just it's in, you yeah, know it's just thinking there this that trailer was only going to debut once and only so many people were going to be in that room to see it for the very first time and that was on us and we already put out a vlog with our full uh, thoughts on that panel and just the overall experience so uh, we won't go on about that no right now because it's already that information's already out there so i urge you to go watch that um and so now i will do my recap of the other things that happened during the day which uh were all pretty big um and the big main event that night besides um the the last jedi panel was this was the night that mark hamill also did his tribute to carrie fisher and i i was so heartbroken i didn't get to be in that theater but literally by the time we had gotten our wristbands to get into the last Jedi panel, uh, I, I think they were close to already selling out this tribute. Um, there was that many people waiting for this. Some people didn't even want to get into the last Jedi panel. They just wanted to wait overnight in, uh, in this one to be part of the tribute. So it was very big. Um, Warwick Davis did his one man show that day. Uh, they did the making of rogue one, which I'm sure would have also been, very awesome but uh and then 
yeah, the, they did the Heroines of Star Wars, and uh, that was Ashley Eckstein. And did Sarah Michelle Gellar come out for that one? No, she she's, didn't. Well, she's not a heroine. In the, anyway, yeah. I think she's but, the bad uh, guy. But Daisy Ridley also came out for this <laughs> one, too. So I'm pretty sure Daisy Ridley was only in town for that one day. God, so she Daisy. knocked out both of these panels and then then took off. But, yeah, just just a huge day of panels. And then after that, everything was kind of just not slow, but um, it was very much more relaxing after those first two days getting getting through there. So what yeah. about your what about your Saturday? Um, well, I, so I had a friend, uh, some friends who big Buffy fans, and uh, this was Sarah Michelle Geller's first ever um, Comic Con or uh, convention yeah. uh, appearance, and so you know they had to go get a picture with Sarah um, and uh, another friend who's obsessed with photos and autographs, so he paid ponied up the money for that. Um, so I kind of it was. It was a lot busier on Saturday than I expected. I know conventions, yeah. generally Saturday is the busy day, but I thought maybe because there wasn't any major panels on Saturday that it wouldn't it wouldn't have that same kind of overflowing feeling. But I guess technically some of those panels are big. I guess that's the difference between me being just like a fan and yeah. being like an Uber fan. Well, I, I can tell you the big panels that day, the two that had sold out, I got... There was no overnighting that day, too, yes. because there was Galactic. I think they wanted to make sure that that was specifically known because there was the Galactic uh, Night celebration at Hollywood Studios. Exactly. And uh, so I can tell you, the two big panels on Saturday, I tried to, I wanted to get into one of them, and that was the premiere of Galaxy, uh, sorry, Battlefront 2. Uh, uh, yes. EA's yeah, Battlefront yeah. 2. That was one of the huge ones. And then they also did a panel on Star Wars Rebels where they announced that season four will be the final season. Um, and It's going to take on more of a Rogue One aesthetic yeah. from here on out, I guess. Freddie Prinze Jr. still sat in on that one too. So that's always fun. Um, but yeah, those, those two were completely gone by the time I got there around 9 o'clock. Um, and another one that was gone that I really wanted to get into was Anthony Daniels' panel on uh, C3. Panel. <laughs> I keep doing, doing that. Jeez that. <laughs> Louise. The C3PO panel with Anthony Daniels. Um, because when you think about it, I know he's kind of a jerk. I hear uh, I hear he's got – I hear he's sassy. He has, he has an ego. Um and I, I've seen that before. I've heard people who have yeah. Had I've to heard you got to you have to stroke his ego yeah. to get to him. But when you stop and think about it, he is the only person to be in every single Star Wars film, and that is just so cool. And yeah, including Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, he's every been in one. every single one. He's the only character to do it. So it's also to be able to see that one because he has stories from every single movie. Something that not not everyone in Star Wars can say. So despite who he might be as a person, I wanted to see it for that. It was already gone. But um, I ended up getting to see him later. But I'll let I, you go back to your expo day. Well, I was, you know, wandering around. And then, uh, you know, Jill's doing her thing with Ashley. And she was going to get a photo because she made the cupcake that they presented to no. uh, Anthony Daniels on stage. And so they let her. They were like, oh, do you want to take a picture with C-3PO? And so I went with her, and there was a uh, uh, the C-3PO that is, whenever it's not Anthony Daniels, it's this C-3PO. So he came out and he talked and everything. It was just like, oh, you have wonderful fashion sense, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and all this stuff. And it was, uh, that was cool. That was that was really cool to see, like, C-3PO and R2-D2 just come out of this room and, like, interact and talk and whatever. And then, um, 
yeah, I just kind of I, I I roamed around. There was a lot of um, a lot more cosplaying on this day than the other days. Overall, I thought there was less cosplaying than I expected. I guess, but also Star Wars invites a lot of original cosplay ideas. So like a lot of people are their own character they've invented. Yeah, there. So it's not a ton of like oh, there's a there's a there's a Han Solo, there's a Luke Skywalker. It's a lot more like very specific type of a Jedi or a villain or something like that. I will say it seemed like obviously uh, Leia, General Leia was the uh, was the big one this year. And then I did see a really cute one where somebody cosplayed as Leia and then the mother, her mother cosplayed as um, uh, Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Um, dear God. Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, all I can think about is the image in my head. But a lot of hybrid, a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of, mesh oh uh, yeah a lot of a lot of disney uh star wars yeah mix-ups a lot of i, Harry I saw Potter, you saw star some wars of the same mix-up. ones as me though because you took a you you posted the photo before i could post the photo of jack and oogie boogie yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah. my favorite one was the muppets oh star yeah wars those characters. are cool those are cool um and i you know there there was a lot uh and because of the 501st Legion, you see a lot of star- stormtroopers. A lot of Mandalorian, um, Boba, Boba Fett and Jango Fett are Mandalorians, yeah, but a lot um, of that stuff. You got a lot of droids roaming around, and some of these droids are amazing. The people who build them are just the most talented people in the world. Uh, I I loved going through the droid room and, droid room and seeing everything in there. Uh, I, I was very happy with the amount of cosplay. Um, I, I felt like, you know, I didn't. The one thing I uh, that I would hate to be in that I will never cosplay. That's just not me. Um, I will do. Are you, are you gonna feel ridiculous when you're standing next to me when I'm in my costume? I would. I would hate to feel like I'm the only person not doing it. You would hate to feel like you're the only person not cosplaying. Yeah. Well, welcome to what it's going to feel like when you go to MegaCon. And, and that that will probably happen, but that's just what I am. So I'm glad that there's a nice balance between the two. Uh, oh I, my God! Wait, before I forget, I'm so sorry because I was just thinking, oh, we should do Wayne and Garth and get our picture. What did I say? Who are we gonna? Alice Cooper's gonna yeah. be there, and I said <laughs> we should be Wayne and Garth and do it do it like that. But there was a Garth Vader. Did you see Garth Vader? It was a guy no. that looked exactly like Dana Carvey, and he had he was in a Darth Vader costume except for his hair that was Garth, and he was like Darth Vader. And this so, guy knows how to party. Yeah, that's what the Jill knew. Jill, <laughs> that's like her favorite movie or whatever. So she goes up and she just keeps saying the line, and they're just saying it to. He's like, if you were, uh, he's called her Abraham Lincoln and all that stuff. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, but I I thought the the amount of cosplay was great, and uh, you know it was it was I underestimated how fun it would be to just walk around the show floor yeah and see these people interacting and that's it wasn't just to see everyone it was then to see like the joy that people were uh <laughs> that's hilarious uh it, the joy that people were getting um it, it's it's a balance because the people who are cosplaying were just so excited that people were well, getting so happy yeah, about it, their it costume, brings like people together then, because then you like it, it it creates this friendly atmosphere. Yes. So when you when you think it's very crowded, it, it it takes that edge off of the crowd just a little bit because it's kind of like people kind of know how hard other people work on yeah. it, and and you know you might meet a new friend there that you you know I know it sounds weird, but like it it's nice to know there are others like yeah. you 
and well, and I'll take it a step further in this. It's the same way I feel about D23 as I did with this. Um, you know, something like Megacon, Comic-Con, I know there's a lot of different properties being handled. So the cosplaying is across the board mm-hmm. with many different things. Whereas with this, I, I love the idea of this. I love the idea of D23 because regardless of what everyone has like a passion for, the reason where you're here is for Star Wars. The reason yeah. you go to D23 is because you are absolutely obsessed with Disney. So I like I like the idea of conventions where there is a common, like that one oh, commonality. Telling, I went to the Power Ranger convention. You're, yeah. you're preaching to the choir right here. So... so. Um, I like I like to have I like MegaCon to have one that has my variety so you can yeah. be whatever you want but I do like the one where you know everybody in that room has that same passion exactly. towards that same thing exactly um, and speaking of my passions mixing on Saturday night I did get into the the Star Wars Disney Parks panel mm-hmm. combination that uh, touted itself as being a, uh, a history through star wars land and uh so i was very happy even though i didn't get to see anthony daniels in his solo presentation he came out for the first part for about 20 minutes to talk about star tours because uh him and then uh imagineering uh tom fitzgerald and so they talked about the full experience of working on star tours uh anthony daniels was he discussed how when he was doing the um when he was doing the movement and stuff for the programming for his animatronic in the queue and how that was all working. And, um, you know, just all these little tidbits talking about how the, um, the goose droids that are still in there that kind of, they now they have the computer in front of them and they monitor people that go by. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, that those out in Disneyland, when they did that, Tony Baxter, and I can't remember the other Imagineer, they wanted, they needed a droid for that, so they went over to America Sings. They stole two of the gooses. The goose oh, is the that, geese. The, is, that, is that why they call him a goose droid? That's yeah. why I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so they went and they stole two of the geese from America Sings, stripped all the all the fur oh. and stuff off of them, and they put them in there as goose droids. And, uh, you know, the big part of this, though, is where we found out that when episode eight comes uh, – out the new update to star till tours will be um it'll be i believe it's pronounced crater and that is the mining planet oh i so read it as crate so I, crate? I don't know yeah it's spelled it looked like it was spelled yeah, that sorry, way but they is. said it out loud to you yeah so I don't it know. is it is crate sorry i i it's i, I got excited e i thought it was end. a crate planet it's it's crate and it is their the, main export being boxes and for <laughs> those of you who uh don't know anything about this. If you watch the last Jedi trailer, this is the planet when you see the the one ship fall down, and then they're all dragging that like red sand and dust behind them, uh, and you can see like uh, ATAT walkers in the background, way in the distance, or whatever they're going to be. I'm assuming they're going to be ATAT walkers, but that's the planet you're going to go to in the next update to Star Tours. So get very excited about that. And then uh, you know we found out about Star Wars Land a couple of. New concept images were shown, uh, some some uh, new behind-the-scenes uh, footage talking about it, uh, showing the current update progress to it in Disneyland. And I, I think the big takeaway from this is it is going to be way more immersive than I think anyone really imagined, to the point that it is going to essentially be a live-action role-playing experience being in there. Uh, every decision you will make will have an effect. So they were talking about the the Millennium Falcon ride and that 
you know, if if you do something during the attraction based on it, you never know if like a bounty hunter is going to then come after you mm. after you're done with that ride. Way way down the line, um, you, there's going to be an attraction that is first order in the resistance and you know you have to you have to pick an allegiance on which side Gosh. you're following okay i know this is unrelated but i'm i'm imagining this whole thing in my head and you started the million falcon based on a choice you made and now i have the overwhelming fear that between this movie and the next movie you know the millennium falcon's gonna bite the dust at some point and, and the, i'm just imagining yeah. seeing it blowing up on screen and i just can't handle it right now it's it's very sad but uh, but anyway um, sorry yeah but the the whole the planet you know it's been around for thousands of years and way 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 back when it's like in the outer rim right yeah it's it's off in the outer rim it's something that while it's always been in the star wars universe it is something that we are just now discovering for the first time and uh the people who make it up are going to be a lot of smugglers um, you know, CD-type people, they described it as people who were looking for a place to hide away. I was going to say, just like Disney Springs. But I meant yeah. in the fact that <laughs> it was like Disney Springs has the history that it, yeah. it's been there since like the 40s or 50s or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, nah. But and the one last the thing people. I took away from that is apparently they are working on a new prototype of lightsaber that you will be able to use in the parks. And like an interactive lightsaber? Yes, as in the guy who hosted the panel, I can't remember his name, he got to look at them, and he literally said, he said it was as close as you could get to a real lightsaber. Nah. That's, I don't know. I, no, nah. I don't know. That's what they said. It's going to have some, it's not going to be like chopping arms off a of guest and stuff. And no. it's not going to be a laser sword. It's it's obviously it's not going to do that. But they apparently have developed some technology. You think to make, there's like a button you could press and it the like a thing will actually come out of the handle? Maybe? I, I like don't shoot know. Shoot out of the handle. They Whoa. would. They would not talk any more about it. There was, it was we can mention it, but that's all they can do. So it is still so tight lipped. Um, and of course, they made sure to let us know that we could find more information at the 2017 D23 Expo oh. in Anaheim. Oh my California. God! Can you imagine if we're in the audience and we get a lightsaber? I don't think they'll be giving those out. I don't think so. Either, but, but yeah, you know, they did, what did they give us last time? We got two posters. Yes, we got. Maybe a, we'll get a lightsaber. <laughs> we got a Jungle Book poster and the Force Awakens Drew Struzan poster. Yeah, and then awesome. I, I also got the in the video game one. I got the Mickey from yeah. D, whatever that thing is that's already gone. Yeah, I would rather have a copy of Battlefront Two coming to PlayStation November November seventeenth. November seventeenth, I yeah. believe. Yeah, or sixteenth. Whatever, something somewhere like around there. You you get it a couple days early if you pre-order like the Elite package or something oh, like that. I will be pre-ordering everything that you can from it, and and it's got the single-player campaign. And apparently, they're also getting rid of the downloadable content. I on saw that, that no well. season pass this yeah. time. Yeah, so that way everyone can join. I had the season pass, so I was always at the highest level, which I enjoyed. But why don't we just move on to Sunday instead? Well, I didn't get to go Sunday, so that was your your adventure for you. It was it's Easter, and so I and I yeah. had people over. I had a lot a lot of cleaning to do. Yeah. Well, my wife worked, so I still I pushed through, and I went on the final day. I woke up uh, at like three thirty a.m. Jeez, and, I can't believe you went so early. Uh, well, I woke up at then, and I left my house so I could get there right at five a.m. That's when they were supposed to open the doors. They didn't. Um, on time it was about a half an hour late but i wanted i wanted to see mark hamill again so he was doing his panel hamill himself that day so i i had to go for that so i i rushed there and i got i ended up going away with uh two two different um 
panels, I did Hamill himself, and then I also did uh, the closing ceremony. And the other big one that they were kind of doing that day was uh, it was on droids. So I'm sure Anthony Daniel popped up in that one more time. Um, and yeah, I I kind of roamed around the expo floor a little bit more. Um, and I, I just saw all the little things that I didn't get to see um, that I, I wanted to make sure that I hit. Um, but then also the big part of that was I really I was on the fence because on Saturday they still had uh, photo op sessions open with Alan Tudyk. And Ooh, but yeah. it, it's like uh, you've heard me. I, I don't want to be too much of a hypocrite, but I keep saying like I don't want to pay the opportunity for the opportunity to meet someone. I would rather it just be able to happen naturally. But I think I'm starting to shift on that, especially when it comes into the idea of like you with Dick Van Dyke. Of there are some celebrities that we are really running out of time with, and maybe I would be okay with it that's why we're talking to megacon if we can meet tim curry we're meeting oh tim we're meeting curry. tim curry yeah, yeah. I, I checked it says there's going to be a photo op and yeah. uh whatever so i i'm getting that photo yeah no the, the, there's there's some people that are going to go down and that are just going to be the legends that they are and tim curry character actor and just yeah yeah no and i will i will be there too with kylie she will she will have a photo with him and um so yeah, I was I was on the fence about that because I didn't like it's hard I didn't cause, know because my was Dick Van Dyke experience is how I measure. I refuse to pay more than I ever paid. Dick Van Dyke was a hundred dollars to meet him, and I was fine with. I that was my mom was like I'll get a Christmas present, whatever. Because yeah. my mom was like, if you better not leave there without that photo. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those where like. When somebody else comes in, they're like, it's a hundred. Like when Sarah Michelle Gellar's charged one hundred and fifty, I'm like, I love you, Buffy, but. Yeah, and you're not Dick Van Dyke. Alan Tudyk was 75, which okay, that, that is I would, high. I would have been. Yeah, but but see, he's he's, he's in the, he, right now. He's the Disney yeah. like he's in the the. He will be a Disney legend. It. Yeah, he he absolutely will. Between um, his work now is K two S O. He was um, he was Hey Hey and Moana. Every voice and, in the last like six Disney movies. Yeah, uh, no, he's he's been in them all. He was in Big Hero Six. He was in uh, Zootopia. In Zootopia. Yeah. He was um, Frozen. He, Frozen. Yes, he's been in everything. Uh, and then throw on top of that the fact that he was in Firefly. Um, I mean, it's Walsh. You can't like. Yeah, it's. But I, I didn't I am, do it. I float like a. I forget what he says. I'm yeah. sorry. It's been I, a while. I wish I would have done it, but I, I didn't. So, but I was like on the fence with that. I just wish I would have looked if at him the and photo Nathan ops. Fillion ever come around together and they do group photo. I'm paying for that photo. Yeah. And, and we said prepare ahead of time for anything, any convention, especially Star Wars celebration. I would have paid to have my photo taken with Felicity Jones and Forrest Whitaker, with the with them as the a two duo. together. Because oh. yeah, they that's how they did a photo op. I would have loved There was that. a solo Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, but not as good. With Felicity <laughs> Jones. Yeah, she's the eye candy in that mix. Rude. Sorry. I guess for you, it would be Forrest Whitaker would be the eye candy. Well, I thought you were making fun of his eye. Oh. So that's why I was no. said rude, no. but I get you in there. But. No, but uh, yeah, so anyways, I, I was kind of just doing that, and then I went into Hamill himself, and we have... Basically, I, I put up a highlights video of it over at youtube.com slash WDWinfo for anyone who wants to watch. Um, I, I know, you know, a lot of the big stuff that he talked about did pertain to Star Wars. Um, and he kind of shared some inside secrets, stuff that uh, 
stuff that he remembers from the filming that really left an impact on him and uh, used that to weave a narrative where he talked about some of the other things he's done uh, just in TV and voice acting and tried tried to bring it all together and and just share his experience. And I, I swear, I literally could listen to Mark Hamill talk for days on end. He just... He's an amazing person, and we we heard from another another friend listener, which now I feel terrible because this was like the morning after we were up for most of the night with the last Jedi panel, and so I don't remember her name. I uh, did I meet this person? Yeah, you did. I think you did. Yeah, um, no. Girl? Yes, remember she talked to us about Rancho Obi Wan. Oh, and, the yeah. yeah, the um. Oh yeah, and she's been to like every like this was like her. I don't it was even her know. Fifth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, you're gonna have to just uh, like tweet at us or something. Yeah, when you I'm, watch I'm this so sorry. Yeah. I apologize. She was super super nice, and she yeah she let us know about Rancho Obi Wan. Yeah. We um, were just so tired. Um, and uh, but I forget where. I, oh yeah, no, she was telling us that meeting Mark Hamill, he was probably like the most the most genuine, the most friendly, the most to go out of your way. And I, I can I can see that from just being in this panel, hearing him talk. And uh, then I attended the closing ceremony, which, you know, we were hoping for some big announcements at the end, maybe where the next celebration will be, maybe those uh, unedited original trilogy mm-hmm. Blu-ray releases, something like that. No, it was just, we've had a good time here. The get things out. that happened, <laughs> get out. And, uh, but yeah, I... Uh, just to wrap up my thoughts on this, it was a long weekend. It was tiring. I know that a lot of other conventions can be even more tiring. Um, but, you know, I, I actually ended up walking away. I, the first day I was kind of not on, I was on the fence about how much I was going to get into it. But, you know, it's just about, it's about realizing you can't do everything. So you need to set your priorities on what you want to do. Yeah. And then just, Take it in and realize that everyone there is a fan of the same thing, and you will walk away having uh, just just a dazzling time. It was four days that I will never forget, uh, and I am so glad that I got to be a part of it. Yeah, I think I think really the thing is you have to ask yourself what are you hoping to get from it, yeah. and I think that will will be the definite of like whether you think it's worth it or not. Because um, I think that. Um, the best way to do things like these, especially when you're going multiple people, I mean, if you're not from like 20 minutes away like we are, um, get a hotel room, get some friends involved, yeah. and go and just make a weekend out of it. You know what I mean? Like the like the, the camping out in line, it sounds ridiculous. This is the first time I've ever done it. Um, but now, like we've got this whole like mode that we we made some mistakes that we now know how to correct so like when we go to d23 i'm i'm kind of all about being like yeah it'll be fun let's go there although the only thing is like because we're like it'll be harder to go away and take a nap in the middle of the day but um but you know like there's it it's like it's like an adventure now you want to be like a pro at it you know what i mean like and so i think when you take friends and you go and and i think you have to say to yourself how am i going to pace myself let me let me take the highlighter out let me highlight the things i definitely want to do those are my priority these are my secondaries here are my tertiary like you know create the the different tiers of what you want to see um and just kind of just kind of go have have some fun you know what i mean like i think you can have fun if you go alone too because i think you're going to make friends here um but for me that that's i don't know 
It's a yeah. it's a nice bonding experience, I think. Yeah, no, it's I would say it's good solo because no one can slow you down except yourself, mm-hmm. and it's good with friends too because or friends that it, understand that yeah. it, that it's okay not to be together the whole time. Exactly. So I just I'm I'm so glad we got the chance to do it. I cannot wait until Star Wars Celebration comes back to Orlando again. Yeah, I will be there. It's a lot day. of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, MegaCon, and you can look forward to our coverage of MegaCon mm-hmm. too. I believe. Yes. Um, we're gonna go as both uh, covering that and for some fun. But hopefully, we can get into a couple of panels when that schedule is released. Yeah. Um, but if you went to Star Wars weekends over this last weekend, I'd be curious celebration. to hear Star Star Celebration. No one's I'm been sorry. to Star Wars weekends now in a couple of years. Well, whatever that galactic party was. If anybody, I'm curious about feedback on that too. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, if you if you made it out to celebration in Orlando, I'm curious like your feedback, what you were thinking about. Uh, did you enjoy yourself? Did you think it was worth the money? Um, were you disappointed? You know, um, let us know in the comments in this video if you're listening. Uh, tweet at us at Tiz Pop Show. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that'll uh, that'll do it. Uh, but thank you for being here with me and and convincing me to go stay. You know, sleep out in that line. You're welcome. Because I never would have met the director otherwise, so I appreciate that. Um, Well, that'll do it, and uh, I will say, may the Force be with you for this episode of Diz Pop.